This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 18th of August. In your Squiz today... The Matildas look to the future, Canada's weekend fire warning, Vale Michael Parkinson, and some slamming country songs. This is your Squiz today. The dust is settling after the Matildas World Cup semi-final loss against England on Wednesday night, Claire, and the team is looking forward They want to capitalise on their record-breaking efforts by pushing for changes beyond this year's tournament. That's right. And Captain Sam Kerr has called for more investment in the sport. There's been quite a bit of talk about money. Uh, She says that Australia needs funding in our development. We need funding in our grassroots. We need funding everywhere, she says. (laughs) Um, She hopes that the World Cup really changes things for the sport in Australia because she said that the legacy you leave. It's not what you leave on the pitch. So she certainly wants the Matildas to be part of that. Uh, It's fair to say that the tournament has already made quite a mark. Uh, As far as Women's World Cups go, it's the best attended ever. It broke ticketing records after one and a half million tickets were sold by the first week. That number has risen to more than 1.7 million tickets by last week. It's also the best attended in terms of 10 32 countries took part this year, and that's up from 24 in the 2019 tournament. And Claire, there's also been a lot said about the Matildas' ability to unite Aussies in a way that really hasn't been seen since the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Yeah, I'm sure plenty of people with eyes on sport will name their favourite moments, but certainly in terms of capturing the big public attention, it really has been a moment. And it's certainly reflected in the TV numbers as well. Uh, The Matildas game against England that was broadcast on Wednesday night, it reached a total audience of 11.5 million viewers, which is just extraordinary. It made it the most watched TV program since the current ratings system started back in 2001. And it's not over quite yet. The Matildas will play Sweden tomorrow at 6pm Eastern time. They're battling for bronze and coach Tony Gustafsson says the team will dig deep to make Aussies proud. And at 8pm on Sunday, the final will kick off between England and Spain. Come on, Spain, I reckon. Yeah, totally. We're still holding a grudge (laughs) against England, not letting them off that easily. Brian Houston is the Australian who founded the Hillsong Church that's often referred to in the media as a global megachurch with celebrity worshippers and a presence in more than two dozen countries. Houston has been involved in a legal case for a couple of years and yesterday he was found not guilty in a Sydney court of concealing his late father, Frank's, abuse of a small child. Yeah, so Brian Houston says that his father, Frank, told him about his abuse of children back in 1999 and after a Royal Commission into Child Abuse where the case was interrogated, prosecutors went after Brian for not reporting it. But yesterday, a magistrate said 
said that Brian had a reasonable excuse because the victim didn't want police to be informed. Uh, Frank Houston died in 2004 and he never faced charges directly. Brian Houston resigned from the church after he was charged and he's denounced his father's acts and said that he didn't know the full extent of the offending. And outside court yesterday, he said that if he wasn't Brian Houston from Hillsong, the charge never would have happened. Big parts of the Northern Hemisphere have had a really tough summer. And in Canada's far north, one of the largest towns is being evacuated with warnings that an out-of-control wildfire could hit by the weekend. That's the town of Yellowknife. It's got 20,000 residents and they've all been told to get out by about mid today our time. Uh, There's hundreds of people also in smaller towns in the nearby area that have already been lifted out by the military. And we've mentioned this before with all of this news about the hot northern summer. Uh, Canada's had its worst ever fire season. Uh, There's been about 5,500 blazes and it's burnt through an area that it's roughly the size of Greece. So fingers crossed this weekend those people in that area stay safe. And Claire, officials in Hawaii have warned that about 1,300 people are still unaccounted for a week on from the Maui fires. US President Joe Biden and his wife, Dr Jill, are set to travel there to survey the recovery efforts on Monday. The iconic British broadcaster Sir Michael Parkinson has died peacefully at home after what his family says was a short illness. He was 88 years old. Parky was how he was known, (laughs) very affectionately by people who really did enjoy what he did. Uh, He was the son of a miner and he was from Yorkshire and he was steered towards a white-collar career Uh, and it was found that he had a talent for writing. He worked for newspapers uh, before making his way into television and that's where he made a really big impact. He ultimately helmed his famous self-titled chat show uh, and he famously said that that chat show genre, uh, this is the classic quote, was an unnatural act between consenting adults in public. (laughs) Um, He had this very gentle and disarming style and it saw him really get the world's most famous politicians and actors and sports stars and plenty of others uh, on his show for the 30 years that he was on air. Comedian and broadcaster Stephen Fry said that being interviewed by Parkinson was impossibly thrilling and that he was always 100% himself on camera and off. Parkinson was also a cricket nut and he was in Australia a lot over the years for things like the Ashes series. He once said that he considered Australia a second home. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
If you're a fan of country music, you've probably heard of Morgan Wallen, or if you listen to commercial radio, you might have heard of his hit song Last Night once or twice. It's getting loads of playtime at the moment, so much so that it's broken a big record in the States, Claire. Alice, I reckon every time I hear the radio, this song is playing. (laughs) It is getting heaps and heaps of airplay. And uh, what has happened is that it's just marked its 16th week at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. That's a really big deal. Uh, It's now had the longest number one run for a song that's not a collaboration by artists. So it's overtaken Harry Styles. Uh, He had a hit last year as it was. So now Morgan has that record. Uh, To take the title of the longest run in the number one spot, uh, Morgan has to beat 19 weeks. And that was a record set by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus with Old Town Road. And now I've got both of those songs in my (laughs) head. (laughs) Last Night is the latest country music song to cross over from country to pop. And there are others having similar success. Spotify says that Wallen and fellow country star Luke Combs have joined Taylor Swift, Drake and The Weeknd in the top five most streamed artists in Oz. And I reckon Kate is really helping their streaming numbers grow in Oz too, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, Kate Watson, (laughs) huge country music fan. (laughs) Friday Lights, Claire, what have you got for us today? What we've got this weekend, I made it through the week to watch that Matilda's game on Wednesday night. It's just a good old classic massacre. Uh, It takes a little bit of prep. It can be a little bit fussy. It's not necessarily a quick one, but it's not a hard one either. You just got to put aside a good half hour to get it all prepped and done. And when you do, it's great because it is just delicious. So Mm. big thumbs up and thorough recommend for a classic masaka this weekend. Yeah, so good in cold weather too. I'll pop the link to that one in the episode notes today. And Claire, you and Kate will be back with Saturday Squiz tomorrow. What have you got in store for us? So I know we've all been completely consumed by the Matildas, but there have been some (laughs) other things that have happened (laughs) this week. So we'll get you across those couple of things. Um, Also a good opportunity to look forward. There's a couple of big things happening in the news next week. So one of the good things about Saturday Squiz is it does give you a good recce on the week and get you across what to look out for for next week. So we'll well and truly do that this weekend. Have a great Friday and weekend. And we'll be back with you on Monday. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former managing director of publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. 
For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.